Are you ready? Yes, bro. <laughs> Come in. Seven. <laughs> That's way too high. Six. That's way five, too high. Five, four, three, two, uno. Somebody once told me the world was gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. <laughs> That's my favorite part. Keep going. Fuck. She got an L on her forehead. Well, the world keeps coming. It's in, like when you need coming. to um, say the letters of the alphabet to remember <laughs> where, like, the order. I do that way too much. Oh, same. Yeah. That's our intro. Top hit, 1999. You're wearing a glasses necklace and glasses. I know. I've been doing this all day without realizing the irony. It's fun. These were a gift for my sister. And now you're eating them. Just biting them to see if they're real. Are they? Yes. Welcome to Antique Sideshow, everybody. Welcome to the podcast that we do every week now. My name is Jules. My name is Brooke. You're just mesmerized by this by the recording lines, aren't you? Uh-huh. You're just like staring at them. Well, it was weird that when you were singing All Star, they did face they did form Shrek. I know. Well, they show it's... Shrek's face. I think that's that ex- exclusive. And then the weird part is he starts mouthing, and then he mouths 9/11 was an inside <laughs> job. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm gonna have to get a chair that is less squeaky if we're gonna do this podcast over here because this is just absurd. How's everybody's weekend? <laughs> yeah, how was your weekend? What did you do? Oops. Oh God, that's my notes. I'm sorry, Nate. Well, hey, now you don't know what's gonna happen in this episode. No, I don't. For the rules don't matter. I'm Drew Carey. I'm Ryan Stiles, I guess, because I'm tall. Which, whose line is it anyway, Ryan character? Styles. You are Ryan Stiles. Does it make me call in mockery? Mm-hmm. I get it. I love it. I'm a fan. Yeah. Have you watched the new... I mean, new, it's like a couple years it's old like at five this point. Five years old at this point. <laughs> I did, and I would, I would enjoy it, and then halfway through every episode, they would be like, now here's a star from the CW. Yeah. We have to do this so that people so that people can watch the show. Right, like here's an unfunny like actress who's who like 22 with these 60-year-old men. Yeah. So, welcome to Antique Sideshow. We are the world's greatest Antiques Roadshow fan cast. Yes. We have an Instagram now. At Antique Sideshow. I haven't put anything on it. I tried to, but your password was wrong. I know. <laughs> Why did you do <laughs> So, on the back of her notebook, Jules has a, a really upsetting drawing of Jack Nicholson wearing sunglasses. I specify that it's Jack Nicholson now. <laughs> yeah, because you had like a... An older version, or like a younger version that you had drawn before, right? Yeah. And then you added the sunglasses mm-hmm. and the name. Now. I made him wrinklier. He ages like the portrait of Dorian Gray. Except opposite, because he ages a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, so that's always just um, going to distract me. <laughs> pre-memorial to Jack Nicholson. Because <laughs> oh. he's old, and it's going to happen. Well, let's see how old he is. I, again, the Google. We're still oh. at our new setup, and Brooke <laughs> can still Google whenever she wants, and I hate it. 81? Yeah. Wow. Robert De Niro, weird. It says he's 25. Dustin Hoffman is trending. That can't be good. I think because he did another sex crime, maybe. Yeah, that can't be good. Let's see. Yeah, they have ages for... Shelley How many Ball? of these people are sex perverts? Anthony Hopkins, Leo DiCaprio. Uh, kind of. You know, I mean, he's on the borderline. He was on the Pussy Posse. He, like, is the Pussy Posse. Uh, Morgan Freeman, yes, unfortunately. Angelica is. Houston, though. She's fine. I love her. I love her, too. Um, Danny DeVito. We're so far removed from what our podcast is about. Clint Eastwood, like, probably, right? Mark Wahlberg committed a hate crime. Yeah. Jared Leto is a hate crime. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, Wait, do one more row because I'll make a joke about someone. Um, Meryl Streep is 69. Nice. Tom Hanks. I feel bad that Mark Hamill is next to Johnny Depp. Mark Hamill looks younger than Johnny Depp at this point. Yeah. Johnny Depp is aging like a grape. Look at this photo of Alec Baldwin where it's like he wasn't... He he's only 60? Yeah, he's pretty young. He's younger than my mom? Yeah. Younger like, than He looks so too. old. Tom Cruise. Ooh. Hi, so um, on this episode we're in vintage... <laughs> where are we in? Vintage Birmingham. Where's it that? Is Alabama. Okay. It is 1999. The, do you remember a hit song? Y2K. Y2K. Um, better put on your uh, your foil hat. There are a Go into your basement. good hit songs. So we already did a glorious rendition of one of them. Which one? Smash Mouth? Smash Mouth All-Star. Perfect. Another one. I don't want no scrub. Scrub is a guy that can't song. get no love I was, from me. That song was playing like in a club or something recently. And it was such so a good song. Good. It's such a I good song. I say this as if I go to clubs. It was definitely playing <laughs> in an Italian restaurant. Because I go to Italian <laughs> restaurants instead of clubs. Another one. I want it that way. Tell me why. These are such good songs, Brock. A little bit of Monica <gasps> in my life. My favorite joke, and this joke is like over a decade old at this point, but that, that song is about the women he murdered. <laughs> and where he killed them. Oh, wow. Yeah. What does in my life mean then in that context? Um, Sandra in the sun. He killed her on a beach, and she's now, oh, like, yeah. Shit. Buried mm-hmm. at the beach. Here's another one. Uh, I'm a genie in a bottle, baby. Come, come, come on, let me out. Was that Christina song about, Aguilera. like, rubbing the... Was it a sex song? <laughs> no, it was Christina Aguilera. Yeah, she never sang about bum, sex. Bum, ba-da, bum, ba. What song is that? Living La Vida Loca. Oh. Baby, I'm amazed by you. That was, I remember my I thought you were gonna. I thought you were singing Paul McCartney's Baby, I'm Amazed <laughs> by the Way You Love Me. I might have been accidentally singing that, but I was meaning to sing Amazed by Lone Star. Okay. Which I remember. I was, so in 1999, I would have been 11. And I remember my sister. I would have been nine. Aw, your yeah. baby. Um, and I remember hearing I'm Amazed by Lone Star and being like, this is going to be my wedding song. Oh, <laughs> and it was. I was at Brooke's wedding a few weeks ago, well, I remember a couple, and it was. A couple, like, days later, it was playing on the radio, and my sister was like, oh, I hate this song. Like, everyone does That's it funny, for their That's funny, because my wedding song is going to be Living La Vida Loca. That's a good wedding song, da, right? Da, 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 da. It'll be like the um, end credits of a CG film. <laughs> if you steal my sunshine. It's another one. Um, Summer Girls, LFO. You're lucky we only have two antiques to talk about this episode, because... <laughs> I'm blue, da ba dee da That song is great. Did you ever hear the or the legend that it's like, I'm blue, if I were green, I would die? I guess it's not really an urban legend, <laughs> just people mishearing lyrics. Urban legend. <laughs> Hi, creepypasta Stefan here, and in this episode, the creepypasta is that, Hi, I'm Defunct Land. In this <laughs> <laughs> I love Defunct Defunct Land is a good YouTube channel. Um, so, welcome to our 90s podcast, where we just... Sing you kind of have a 90s outfit right now, bro. Sing and actually, this shirt of... is from 1989, because it's from a thrift shop from L.A. Does it glow? My cat just fell off of our record player. Um, does it glow in the dark? It does glow in the dark. Shit. I want to, like, do it, but then it's, like, on your chest, and I don't want to be, like, burying my That's favorite. hey, it's fine. <laughs> Secretly. Anyway. Um, yeah, I have my hair, I have half of my hair in, like, a really standing, standing up straight. You're wearing a rainbow too. shirt. You're wearing, like, jorts? Yeah, with rips. They got rips Love on. Love it. Powerful. Yeah. I'm wearing mom jeans, so like the whole look is like very, yeah. very '90s. I'm wearing very a pink 90s. baseball cap and pink uh, Converse. Chucks. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, it's a great look. We're doing We're a great eight job. Minutes in. <laughs> so, this is a show where we talk about antiques, not just the antiques. They've already tuned out before the they can find that out. Yeah. <laughs> but the antiques of Antiques Roadshow. And this one we started with a meow, naughty meow. bronze. Meow, meow. Meow, meow. We open up with a golden meow. cat. Okay, wow. <laughs> Meow, 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 meow. Brooke, because, well, because um, it's 1999, Brooke is doing her classic Austin Powers humor. <laughs> That's true. It is classic. I love in Austin Powers, you know, like in James Pond, the characters are already named like Pussy Glore. said James Pond. Okay, but you know how like in James Bond, they already have like sexy names. Like Pussy is already the name of a girl in mm-hmm. James Bond. In Austin Powers, they have to like amp it up, right? So all the girl characters in Austin Powers are named um, like Pussy Fuck... <laughs> Dick Vagina. That's the name of one. Yeah. That was the name true. of um Elizabeth Hurley's character. Speaking of pussy, this was a bronze of a little kitty it cat. It was a fluffy cat. It looked like it looked like Archie. No. <laughs> yeah, I guess okay, it didn't. Archie is he's looking over here now. He's like, Are you guys talking about me? <laughs> My is... ears are burning. <laughs> Archie is a twenty pound tabby. Um, he's huge, he's, like, he's long, and he stands on his hind legs, he's tall, but he also just has a lot of gut. A lot of gut. Um, and a small head, and kind of a stubby tail. Yes. Um, and he does not have cute little, like, tufts of hair, he just has, like, like, random clumps that he's shed that stick to him, mm-hmm. that we have to brush off. He's a very handsome boy. But inside of this cat was... It's a naked lady. Yeah, if you opened it up, it was a naked lady. It was called a naughty bronze, and she was making, like, a silly face, too. She wasn't very sexy. Do you think that that was a pussy, like, an old-timey pussy joke? Maybe, but I do think this was before, like, pornography, so I think people, like, had to jack up to something, so it was, like... I mean, there's always been pornography, but it was true. just, like, drawings and rock and That's stuff. True. And, like, now, the I guess the idea of a tiny kitten having swallowed a naked woman is... A different kind of porn. I mean, that's a fetish. Yeah. You know. Austrian, it was worth two to three thousand dollars. He calls it an early transformer. <laughs> and, and when he opens it up, it did make the... Okay, but you know what, though? That's not what transformers do. You don't open up a transformer and there's something inside of it, like a fucking kinder egg. Who's your favorite they turn transformer? Into... Mine is um, Sarcopho. And it's a sarcophagus, and inside is a mummy. Inside, bones fall out, and it's an Egyptian kid. Mine is milk carton, because you open it up and there's milk inside. Actually, my favorite is Bumblebee, because I like bees. Milk carton, um, he talks to the missing kid on him. <laughs> That's so sad. I love milk carton. This chair just made a noise that sounded like a If you see like Tommy Degrassi, he was last seen in Sacramento. That's so sad. Did you ever read The Face on the Milk Carton? Yes. That book fucked There's a great criminal episode about Milk Carton kids and how... I think I heard that one. That thing didn't really work out. They found one kid. Yeah. And it was really bad psychologically for kids because every morning when you're eating your fucking Fruit Loops, you have to face the dead kid on the counter. This could be you. Yeah. So, this kitty cat bronze was worth two to three thousand dollars. This kitty cat bronze. Naked lady was worth nothing. Kitty cat bronze is my favorite Bond girl. That would be my stripper name. Kitty and cat I would, bronze? Yeah. And I mean, sorry, sex worker. Um, or dancer, I guess. Um, but I would uh, coat myself in, like, that bronze paint. Like that oh, don't paint. do that, because I was at SOA, like, two weeks ago. There was and someone doing that? there was a um, living statue who was, like, gold-painted, and I didn't realize that I'm deathly afraid of living statues. <laughs> but, the, you know, it's always weird, because, like, their eyes, they still have, like, the whites of the eyes. I was so scared of her. Did you try and touch her? No. Why would you try to touch something you were afraid of? Settle your fears. No. Face your fears. Because um, then i pull my hand back and be covered in gold. And then it would start spreading. She's King Midas. Oh, shit. Yeah. This is how she gets us. 
The next thing was Gone with the Wind. Gone with the Wind, Letters from Margaret Mitchell. So I actually used to, I don't know if we've really talked about this in the podcast, I actually went to high school, um, eighth grade and high school in Atlanta, Georgia, and my family lived there from... Atlanta. Atlanta. You don't say the T's, you just say Atlanta. Atlanta. The most haunted country in the world. City? Savannah is supposedly the most haunted. Okay, thank you. One of them. I think Augusta, Florida also, or St. Augustine claims That's that. Cool. Anyway, so I lived in um, Atlanta from the time I was like... 12 or 13 until my family moved when I was 21, yeah. I think. Um, and I, in high school, did an internship at the Margaret Mitchell House and Museum. That's so cool. Which was her old apartment in the basement of this big house. What did you learn? What was it like? Um, it was cool. I did a lot of the tours. I also would, like, staff the Gone... There was, like, a separate building at the time that was, like, the Gone with the Wind Museum. Yeah. Where they had to have the movie on, just on loop, all the time. So I've never actually watched the movie, but I've, like had it on near me. I've seen enough parodies that I basically get Right, like I also, and I remember trying to read Gone with the Wind at one point and just being like, ugh. You know? And then you left it out on your porch and it was Gone with the Wind because it was a windy day. <laughs> yeah, love I it. Used to, you know, I used to get Gone with the Wind and Gone in 60 Seconds confused. <laughs> but they said that the author of this book, Margaret uh, Mitchell, when she was like finished um, and the movie was coming out, like her life was basically ruined because like she was only getting, people were like, like you're like a poor southern person, you write a famous book and suddenly you're like, everyone's talking to you all the time. It's like, fuck. She wasn't that poor. Really? Um, I mean, she came from a pretty okay family but yeah so basically she wrote gone with the wind like she had broken her leg and she had nothing to do for like months some people when they break their leg they go all jimmy stewart in rear window yeah well i mean both and bart simpson in the parody episode both examples of extreme productivity yeah he was very productive in that movie he solved a murder he solved a murder so Margaret Mitchell didn't solve a murder. I want to see she the version did. of that movie where he's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write Gone with the Wind. And they're like, Jimmy, they already wrote that one. <laughs> it's just him typing for two hours. <laughs> with a, like, dramatic, like, same soundtrack. Yes. The lady, when they told her how much it was worth, she laughed like, woo! She laughed, and then they, like, finished the interaction, and then they, like, held on her for a second. She started laughing again. I was like, that's me. So, An intern under the table pushed her tummy. We didn't actually say what these were. So these were letters from margaret mitchell i think also a program from the opening night at lowe's theater in atlanta which has since burned down um everything associated with gone with the wind eventually burns down it's true um so this so a program letters i think some photographs um i don't remember how this lady's family like knew margaret mitchell but they were yeah the letters were about her basically like complaining i mean rightfully because she was like you know i can't leave like people just show up at my house now like, everyone wants to know me, and they want to talk, come and talk about this book that she basically wrote because she miss, was bored. Miss, Yeah. How did you break your leg? <laughs> she could if I anything. break my leg, will I also be able to write a big story? Or will I solve murders? Those are the two options. Those are the only two options. Or what else could you do when you break your leg? I guess just watch a lot of TV. That's what I would end up doing. <laughs> I want to see that, Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> and the music is still the same. <laughs> so this was worth six to $8,000 in 1999, this little archive. And then it was worth eight to $12,000 in 2018. So I don't know what, the, what was the next appraisal, because I don't care about it, but I want to talk about the <laughs> they boy. They potpourri urns. Okay. But in the background of this was a very bored child in glasses and a dare no, t-shirt. No, this was the boy who was very interested. Oh, you're right. No, he wasn't bored. He was eager as he hell. He was, like, standing there watching, like, openly. And I think they'd probably tell people, like, don't 
stare at the appraisal wall. But he was happening. a boy. He was a little boy. No, probably like 12. Yeah. Um, wearing a huge, because in the 90s, everything had to be too big for you. Yes. So we wore a big... Um, everything had to double as pajamas. Yeah. I vividly remember all of like the t-shirts that my dad got me from like golf courses that he went mm-hmm. to that were just huge. Or like from his bank. Well, because they were meant for a man. Yeah, but I would be like, oh, it's so cool. And I would like wear it with like skinny leggings. Aww. Or like just as like a cool shirt dress. I bet I had the black Dare t-shirt, not the white one. I just remember going to Dare events because that was all over the 90s. Did they come into your school? Yes, they come into your school illegally. They break in. Um, and I they dare you to tell an adult. Dare stands for... Drugs are really expensive. Yes. That's a joke someone made on our Twitter. That's also the joke that like kids would make. Yeah. But I think it actually stood for... Drugs are really edible. Drug addiction resistance education or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this... So they were praising these urns. This boy in the background is like holding a table or something that he's bringing and at one point he sort of just like sort of leans in like oh this is really cool like really interested in it <laughs> at a certain point he's basically playing like back and forth with the person's head like the appraiser's head yeah he's like moving his head back and forth like uh, yeah uh. he like wants to keep up with the action i don't think they do dare anymore do they i don't think so i feel like i read an expose that was like why dare was bad yeah like it actually did because more... they only found one kid on the milk carton <laughs> I feel like it was actually did like more harm than good or whatever. Because kids would learn about drugs through and they'd be like, oh, that's not tight as yeah, hell. Yeah, like, well, I want to try that. I feel like I had a lot of like anti drug education. Oh, I like, I specifically remember um, like being in middle school and kids starting to smoke and being like, what are you doing? Yeah. They told us for like 10 years not to. <laughs> they kept saying, don't do it. Don't you listen? I told you during the episode that I won a prize in my... Or I, I don't know if it was a prize, but I was like... Biggest square. <laughs> least likely to be offered drugs. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's when I thought drugs was like cigarettes and marijuana and Jazz beer. cigarettes, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I remember our... I vividly remember our D.A.R.E. competition... Our, comp- our D.A.R.E. education had one day where we were supposed to do... Um, they gave us, like, a paper license plate, and it yeah. was like, if you had a vanity plate, and you had a positive message to spread, oh my God. what would your vanity plate be? Remember, it can, only be, it can only be seven letters and numbers. Likes to fuck. And I won with the word, smile. Aww. <laughs> I remember, I vividly remember the officer being like, I can't think of a more positive message than that. that yeah, that, that sells it. And I was really proud. All those druggers out there, they should be smiling instead of dr- use them. At the time, in like fifth grade, I was like, like looking around like, fuck yeah. But Smile. I'm sure all of the other kids were just like, who the hell is this? Stop like, <laughs> I'd never offer her drugs. I never got offered drugs. Aww. I'm sure I actually did. I have to talk to you after the show then. <laughs> <laughs> um, after this... Well, I don't remember how much the potpourri was worth. I was mostly interested in the boy. I was mostly interested in this very eager young man. It just settles in. Settles into the episode. Um, I think we can move on to the Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse rocking chair. Yes. That was your favorite thing. It was my favorite thing. So the man who brought it in was very old, and he said it was given to him on his first birthday. Yeah, it was his, and then he said his children used it, and now his grandchildren use it. It's just wild to think this man used to be a baby. 
because he was very old. Yeah. Like, the thought of, like, someone being like, I gave this to you and your first birthday to me, I feel like I would turn to dust right then. Yeah. That's wild. You were a baby once, Brooke. And I've seen the pictures. You had very curly hair. I have very curly blonde hair. Yes. And, like, The same face. Yeah, well, I mean, we all had the same face. (laughs) Your baby nephew looks a lot like you. He looks exactly like me. Yeah. Does your sister look a lot like you? No. This is just chatting. Most (laughs) people... But I, um, it's this thing where I feel like most people have, like, an uncle or aunt who looks exactly like them. Yeah. Like, more so than their parents. Yeah. Genetics are weird. Genetics are weird. Yeah. Let's learn about it. All right. <laughs> so talk about this Mickey Mouse rocking chair. Uh, so on, it was, like, the very classic Mickey Mouse who has, like, the, the, the quarter eyes, like, the, you know, with the, the, the black with the, like, pie piece taken out of them. Yeah. I've this loved those eyes my a... entire life, but I've never looked up what they're called or anything. Um, this, this was circa 1935. Yes. And, uh, Brad was, like, asking me about, or he was, like, talking about Mickey Mouse, and I was, like, actually, shit about Mickey I was, Mouse. like, actually, <laughs> the first Mickey Mouse cartoon isn't Steamboat Willie, it's playing crazy, which no one liked, and that's why Steamboat Willie got much more traction. But Brad was right that the first, uh, Mickey Mouse cartoon was the 20s. Yeah. I thought it was the 30s. It was 28. Wow, so I'm looking at some Mickey history. So I guess Mickey Mouse didn't originally have shoes. Notes. Mickey now wears shoes. So for the first half of the Galloping Gaucho, he still has his large-sized eyes. Mickey's eyes are now small black ovals. Look at the cursor on this. Uh, pie eyes. That's what they're called. Pie eyes. I love it. Um, The cursor on this website is the Mickey Mouse glove. See, so at a certain point, they make Mickey, like, scroll way down. They make Mickey flesh-colored and he has human eyes, and I don't like it. Yeah. That's I prefer like his pie eyes and his white, white skin. <laughs> <laughs> so this was worth uh, 1000 to $1,200. So he couldn't figure out how much it was worth, and he went to Disney even, like the Disney park, to like find the out. The owner did. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the cool thing about it, it was a rocking chair, and if you went to the other side of it, it's Minnie Mouse. Mm-hmm. It's Mickey and Minnie. Isn't that cute? It is cute. I'm actually curious when... Like, because no one remembers playing crazy, so I wonder when Minnie Mouse showed up again. Yeah, when did they decide that Mickey Mouse needed, like, a wife? They're not married, Brooke. Long I guess ter- he's, like, pursuing her. 1928? I feel like they're stable, though. Like, they like don't they live together? Are, ooh, are Mickey and Minnie Mouse married? Um, Mickey and Minnie have never been married on screen. Walt Disney said in a 1933 interview that in private life, Mickey is married to Minnie. That reminds me of, like, the Kermit-Miss Piggy thing, where, like, they're kind of married sometimes. Yeah. Um, when did Mickey Mouse and Minnie get together? In Playing Crazy. What year did Minnie Mouse come out? Well, I don't think she has. Or Donald and like Daisy. Like, come out, like, romantically? Yeah. Wait. I'm getting confused about the Donald and Daisy thing now, but... Like, are Donald and Daisy a thing? Well, I know they are. Right? They are. I feel like their relationship is less stable than Mickey and Minnie. Because Donald's kind of a fuck-up, and Daisy's kind of high-strung. Daisy's brother married Donald's twin sister, Della. And that's who's... Don't even get me started. Huey, Louie, and Duke. There are, like, 50 years of Donald Duck comics with legitimate <laughs> deep lore, so we're not even cracking into that. Is there more Donald Duck lore than there is... Like, way more. Way more. Donald is the one that wears the sailor costume. Like, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna fucking throw up. So, he does He does mention... I was picturing Daffy that entire time. Jesus Christ. <laughs> We're not even getting into you calling the Chippendale boys boys instead of, like, rodents. That'll happen in this episode. Um, so the appraiser does mention a Pluto stool. Yeah. He also mentions a goofy armoire, and he finally <laughs> mentions um, a Donald Schiffero. 
A shifferobe is like a big... Yeah, a Donald Duck shifferobe. Let me look up Donald. He also mentions a Clarabelle cow, Curcurio. Oh, Clarabelle cow is... I'm like... lying about oh. all of these after the Pluto stool, but oh, I just wanted Donald Duck shifferobe so badly. Oh. Well, now I'm just looking at pictures of shifferobes that don't have Donald Duck on them. Ah, uh, fix that. Send us in a Donald Duck shifferobe. So... Should we even talk about the fucked up thing that... What fucked up thing, Brooke? That, like, Goofy and Don- and Pluto are both dogs, but Goofy is, like... I've gotten in legitimate humanized. fights with people. I don't technically think Goofy is a dog. What do you think Goofy he's is? He's a man, basically. He's like a dog man. Well, they call him a dog, but he's got skin. Goofy is dog? <laughs> <laughs> he's technically animal. a dog, but, like, he's more so just a man. He's a dog. He's a man. Goofy is. He's dog. a man with a dog. Face. Goofy. <laughs> Pineapple <laughs> her mouth. Confusion concerning Goofy and Pluto. Goofy was originally created as Dippy Dog. Well, was created as a human character. Um, See, this is some legitimate controversy. I'm not talking about. This my is ass. a legitimate controversy. Yeah. And in the film Stand By Me, one of the boys says, Mickey's a mouse, Donald's a duck, Pluto's a dog. What's Goofy? See, so it's kind of a point of contention. It is. Ugh. I mean, this is just... It's a lot. It's very it's stressful. It's a lot I don't know how to continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, it went down, the, the Mickey rocking yeah, chair. Yeah, which is too bad. Although I feel like Disney stuff... I mean, what's the vibe with Disney right now? Are Disney's very... Like... I mean, Disney's not... I mean, Disney was doing amazing until, like, last month because the James Gunn thing is kind of, like, some controversy. But, like, in general, Disney does very well. Oh, that's well. right. I was thinking that Disney and Marvel... Disney, like, owns Marvel Yeah. Though. Next was the American Gothic couple. It was a couple wearing an American gothic so, outfit. So, this is a lot to uh, unplug. So, unplug. <laughs> unpack. Unplug. This was a lot to Eric Clapton unplug. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, so, they brought in a what was turned out to be a Somali neck rest. Um, basically, it looked like a tiny saddle for a tiny horse. Yes. Um, but it was a neck rest that women would use when they had, like, elaborate hairstyles that they could lie down without ruining their hair, because they would have these hairstyles for months. I didn't pay attention to any of this. I know. So that's, so there's the history for you. There's the educational part. The fun thing was the couple who brought it in didn't seem like a fun couple. Like, they weren't, like, joking and, like, laughing, but they were, like... Dressed. So, so the man was wearing a tie that had the painting American Gothic on it. Yes. And then he was wearing the man's outfit, and his wife was mar- was wearing the woman's outfit from yes. that painting. And like they never well mentioned. Then they're it. in character. They were well. That's true. So I guess they were being the American Gothic aren't very fun people. Do you think this couple just goes around like doing art cosplay? That's where they get their rocks off. <laughs> What well, art? What art cosplay would you do with Brad? With Brad? Yeah. Um, probably a, a Lichtenstein, because all of the Lichtenstein characters are named Brad. Yeah, I love. Is that. it Lichtenstein or Lichtenstein? I don't, I don't know. know. But I would have to have like the dots on my face, and like I'd be like, I'd rather sink than call Brad for help. I love that. What would you do? I would do um, the Mona Lisa, and it'd be just me. <laughs> you just sitting there smiling. I don't smile. You just were a second ago. But the, so the couple in American Gothic, though, were actually a father and a daughter. And I want to know if anyone told this couple that. Really? Yeah. Maybe they were a father and a daughter. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know their situation. We can't judge. Um, what Antiques Roadshow cosplay would you do? I don't know. I would dress. I'd be a scary doll. That would be good. And you'd be an appraiser. (laughs) 
Well, yeah. You should dress as Nico Lowry. Aww. And I can be a poster. That would be fun. I think you could do one of the toys. You could be like a toy very easily. I would love that. Yeah, that would be cool. And then I guess I could be like a statue or something. I yeah. again I paint my I want to paint myself bronze for something. I don't know you why know? you 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 mentioned this a lot. <laughs> and I don't know why, Brooke. I'm just saying, you know, it's gonna happen eventually. I know. I'm gonna come in here once and you're gonna be painted bronze and I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna run out. It's gonna be like a rest of development where there's just bronze handprints all over. <laughs> like before I even see you, I'm gonna know. <laughs> Going up the stairs. <laughs> I'm gonna hear hello Jules from the other room. <laughs> I have to get out of here. I just bronzed myself. <laughs> It's, um, it's Tobias with the um, the liquid no the the, the diamond dust. <laughs> that's an obscure rest of development joke. That's a good one. Yeah. When he's like, I do think I need to get hospital. I think I have some of this diamond dust in my lungs. Um, Fuck. So this neck rest was worth five to six thousand um, dollars. Went down to one to two thousand dollars in at twenty eighteen. Then we had these ugly jugs. You want to talk about the ugly jugs? Like briefly, they were scary. They're ugly jugs. They had grotesque features. Um, I think they're actually called grotesque jugs. They were ooh. basically jugs with yeah an ugly toothy face. And it was filled with vinegar, so I feel like the face was toothy because it was also he was like mm, sour. Yeah, it was the face of um, Chunk from the Goonies. Basically. Yes, right. Sloth, you mean? Sloth. Chunk is the boy. Chunk is the boy who almost has his hand blended. That part's yeah. kind of fucked. <laughs> the whole movie's, <laughs> movie's fucked. kind of fucked. Where they like not only torturing a child, but they keep like their like troglodyte. Yeah, their yours is brother. nicer than mine. Get their handicapped brother in the basement. Yeah. Or at least he gets to watch good movies, I guess. So this was an artist named Lanier Meters, and I guess these ugly jugs are in southern are in in fashion because they're um, very southern. Um, the next thing briefly was a signed, like, it was a signed menu by the Duke of Windsor. Yeah, I didn't pay attention. It was, like, they had, all I know is the Duke of Windsor had ordered lobster, which sounds so good. I love lobster, Brooke. I know you don't You're eat You're a vegetarian. Seafood. No, I'm a pescatarian. Oh, that's right. Okay. We have this conversation every week, and then you <laughs> immediately deflect by saying you want to paint yourself bronze. <laughs> Um, but uh, apparently the Duke of Windsor was called the Playboy Prince, which sounds like the sequel to the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air <laughs> with, fr- ooh, with Will Smith's son. And he's in the... Jaden? Yeah, and he's in the Uncle in the Uncle Phil role. Jaden is? No. Um, yeah, in, like, in a bald cap and a fake it's mustache. It's a role reversal. Will Smith is still the Playboy Prince. Yes, I'm into it. <laughs> um, so do you know the story of Prince, I think that was George, and... Wallace and I just want to talk about Fresh Prince. Go on. Um, well, just briefly, so because you know we're like an educational podcast, we're very educational. Yeah, teach people. Um, the controversy. So I know this is what I know from the movie The King's Speech. Um, it's a good movie. That is a good movie. <laughs> Looks like Smidgen was like checking your. She put her head on your phone. Aww. Aww. Um. So the King's. I mean, the Duke of Windsor basically was about to be king after his father died, and then he fell in love with this American divorcee, uh-huh. Wallace Simpson, lady, but named Wallace. Fair. Well, I mean, at the time, it would have been like even more scandalous if it was a man. And he married her, and they were like, "We can't have like the American, this American divorcee, be Queen of England." Basically. That's so cool. Is it cool? No, it's bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> you were getting all educational and I was barely listening. 
I was thinking about Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I know. If there was a thought bubble over my head, it would have just been the theme song playing. (laughs) The extended one with the lyric about orange juice on the plane. That's a good one. That's the one that I know. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so he was, he couldn't be king and he abdicated and his younger brother became king. But that's like a long, like back in the day they were like, okay, this woman is white and American and divorced. We can't have her on the throne. And now they're like, oh, we have a black, like a mixed race American who, well, won't ever be queen. I don't know. I'd feel like at least you're doing something, England. Yeah. <laughs> now the next thing was a horse. story all about how my, my life got, got switched, t- turned turn upside down. down. And I'd like to take a minute just, just sit, sit right, right there. Back. I'll After tell you how I about... became the prince of a town called <laughs> Bel Air in West <laughs> Philadelphia. Born, born and raised on the playground is where I spent most of my days. Chilling out, maxing out, relaxing all cool and all, shooting some b-ball outside of the school when a couple of guys, they were up to no good. Started making trouble in my neighborhood. I got one little fight and my mom got sad and said, you move on with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air. I begged and pleaded Please with her day, day after day, but she packed my suitcase and sent me on my way. She gave me a kiss and then she gave me a ticket and said, my walkman on and said I might as well well kick it it. first class yo this is bad drinking orange juice out of a champagne glass glass. is this what the the folks people of Bel Air live like yo Yo, this might might be be alright but wait I hear they're prissy bourgeois and all that is that the type of place where they should send this cool cat I don't think so I'll see you when I get there I hope they're prepared for the Prince of Bel Air I forget that lyric good job I know this entire song I whistled for a cab and then I came near oh wait no there's another line really this isn't even in the because I know the extended <laughs> theme song because the they extended. would air it in the pilot. Yeah, I haven't heard these extra lyrics like non from so the pilot. Wow, there's another line where he's like, "I think that's you." Parents that. just don't understand. <laughs> I, I turned down the Matrix. Um, something, something. I got off the plane. There was a dude standing there with a sign with my name out. Here comes I'm the MIBs. I'm trying to get arrested. Yet I just got here. I sprang with a quickness like lightning disappeared. I whistled for a cab, but when it came near, the license plate said dope and it... No, the license plate said fresh and it had dice in the mirror, right? Yeah. Um, if anything, I could say that this cab, cab was rare, but I thought, man, forget, forget it, it. You're home to Bel Air. I pulled up to a house around 7 or 8 and I yelled to the cab, you're home to smell you later. He does a thing, like a yeah. bad smell sign. Um, Looked at my kingdom, I'm finally there. The cinema throne on the Prince of Bel Air. Hi, uh, hi, Will. Hi, hi, Will. Uh, your agent here, uh, Jeff Andrews, just calling to say, um, great track, amazing song. You know theme songs can't be 17 minutes, right? Like, cool song. You know they can't be 17 minutes long, right, Will? We did a really good job of that. I'm proud of it. I'm glad that we killed, like, seven minutes of this already bloated <laughs> episode where we have, like, a page and a half to go through. Um, okay, well, the plan, well, the, while the plane landed, and when I love how out, ambitious you are, that you think we have enough, to, we have, like, time to kill. a dude who looked like a cop standing there with my name out. I ain't trying to get arrested yet, I just got here. I sprang with the quickness, like, lightning disappeared. Yeah, that's the line that I'm I can't believe there's an extra line where Will has a cop encounter. Yeah, it's a very really, real. It's a Black Lives Matter. I mean, line. that does kind of get down to like there. There are like multiple like race episodes of that show. This yeah, like, gun it's violence. really good. Yeah. Oh, they handle like very special episodes like better than I think anything at that time. Yeah. Yeah. So then we had this horse. <laughs> <laughs> the horse's name was Jim Kelly, and the only note. <laughs> Sorry, it's not that funny. It was Jim Jim Key. His name was Jim Kelly. And (laughs) apparently he could spell better than a 15-year-old child. He could spell, read, and write. He was the marvel of the 1904 World's Fair in St. Louis. But I feel like in 1904, like, 15-year-olds probably couldn't read or write or spell. 
Like, are you telling me that this episode they talked about a horse that could spell, write, and read? And it was like a thirty-second thing. It was a blip, and nothing is funnier or scarier to me than horses. But there was a horse that could spell, read, and write. A horse is a Mr. horse, Mr. Ed. Of course, of course, but no one compared to a horse. Of course, plus the horse, of course, of course, is the famous Mr. Ed. A lot of singing in this That's episode. That's me. <laughs> Wilbur. <laughs> you know, Wilbur was Alan Young, the voice of Scrooge McDuck. Brought it back to Donald Duck. <laughs> Were we talking about Donald? Is Donald Scrooge's uncle? Nephew. Uncle? No, sorry. Scrooge is Donald's uncle. Yes. And the nephews are Scrooge's nephews, so technically... No, they're Donald's nephews, so technically they're Scrooge's great nephews. Yeah. Huey Louie and the news. And we have so much to get through, Brooke. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, hey, we have like 20 minutes. So, yeah, we didn't talk enough about this horse. I, I'm, I was disappointed. You were probably fine with it. You don't like horses. I don't like horses. Um, then I was said, in Boomerang today, and there was a very muscular horse statue, and I feel like if I bought it, it would whisper <laughs> dark secrets to me in the night 10 hours. Did it have its dick out? No, I checked. There was no dick. It's a girl horse. It was a girl horse? Yeah. Because that's the kind that doesn't have a dick kind of sexist of you to say about horses. I know. But... Isn't that fucked up, though? That, like, animals aren't allowed... I guess gender is really a human construction, right? Yeah. Like, biological sex and gender are different, and, like... But isn't that fucked up when people have, like, like a little dog, and they're like, she's my princess! Hi, Brooke! <laughs> this is your agent, Jeff Andrews. Just wanted to say, two minutes ago, you were talking... You sang the entire Fresh Prince theme, and now you're talking about gender study? I mean, hey. I'm just, like... You know, like, I don't do princess shit with my female cat, because, like, I don't know if she feels comfortable in that. That's true. She likes pink. The boy cat, I mean, he's just a blob, so it doesn't matter. He's not over there. I just If he has genitalia, I can't find it under his many fat rolls. I've seen his penis. <laughs> <laughs> it's upsetting. <laughs> it was, it's accidental, and it's upsetting. <laughs> I'm the guy who played Al from Home Improvement, and this game show is called I've Seen His Penis. <laughs> It's very small. I mean, he's a cat. Anyway, I'm sorry my chair is squeaking so much because that's what I should be apologizing. Why did they write down "move your ass"? Oh, because there was a doll in the background and it was blocked by a man's by a denim jeans ass. ass. Yeah, by a jeans ass. This was when they were appraising a small Chippendale chest. Chippendale, which are different than the rescuers down under. And what are the rescuers down under? Kangaroos. No, they're down under. I'm gonna Google it. Rescuers down under. You're getting it mixed up. Lizard. There is a lizard in the movie. You're getting them mixed up with Chip and Dale, the Rescue Rangers, and... Wait, are the Rescue Rangers different than Chip and Dale and different than the Rescuers? They're different than the Rescuers. They're the TV show that Chip and Dale were in in the 90s. Oh, okay. And what species are Chip and Dale, Brooke? Chipmunks. Boys. (laughs) And the Rescuers are mice. Yes. I remember that girl mouse. Voiced by Eva Gabor and Bob Newhart. I had a crush on that sexy mouse with the hat. Did you? (laughs) Yeah. The, the, um, Crocodile Dundee Mouse. God, we really, they're really, like, there's a joke about this in a Simpsons episode. There really was an Australia panic in, like, the, the late <laughs> 80s, 90s. We were obsessed with Australia. Wow, this article is called Extended Thoughts on the Rescuers Down Under. I remember this bird. Yeah. Aww. He's the pilot. He, like, flies them there. He, like, isn't... Did you know the first right? Rescuer secretly has a naked lady in it? I did. I do think I knew that. Yeah. Um, why was there a human boy in The Rescuers? I don't oh, know. Is there a human in the first one? Well, anyway, so Chippendale chest. There was a chest and you laughed because worth, it was small. It was very small. It was worth fifty to $60,000 and it was the lady's 
son's inheritance, she said. The guy, the appraiser, Lee? 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 One of the twins. He, I think um, was, he was talking about the feet of the drawer, but he did say, the feet are wonderful. Yeah, and then he said, the top comes off. And he and said, I, I asked like, you if I could take the top off. And I was like, both of those statements apply to me. <laughs> the feet are wonderful, the top comes off. That's um, what your um, non-existent dating profile says. <laughs> well, you have the dating profile, and then on the bottom it just says, I'm married. I don't use this app. fun. <laughs> then when he told the lady that it was worth fifty dollars to $60,000, he was like, so do you want to kiss me now or later? And I was like, Kino Twin, $19.99, that might have been fine. But in the area of Me Too, hashtag Me Too, hashtag me too. Are you doing a hashtag with your fingers? Yeah, that's, you do the two. This is an audio medium. People can't hear your noises with your hands. That was me. Well, that hitting... was just bad audio. <laughs> my fingers together. You see the line on there? It formed Shrek's face again. <laughs> oh God, he's watching us. Yeah, and then there was another, uh, there's a scary doll in the background. The next um, thing was teens. A teen girl. And she brought in a stressed out Pepsi bottle. She brought in this swirly blue vase that I wasn't really listening to because we weren't going to talk about it until we saw that there's hell inside of it. It was like, (laughs) (laughs) it was like a shiny blue and black, very like 30s kind of thing. The appraiser was, um, the, uh, one of the millionaires from Gilligan's Island. It was like a very wealthy, um, old woman dressed entirely in white and her name was Louise Luther. And, um, where is she from? Just New Hampshire. (laughs) Usually, under the person's name, it says, like, their... The appraiser, not, like, the human. Yeah, the appraiser. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> I mean, the, I'm appraiser. Edward. I brought in a sword, and under my name, it just says, bottle cap enthusiast. <laughs> so, usually... It says, went to a Lakers game once. <laughs> you made me cough. Need some water. That's, there's no water. Yeah. But Louise Luther, instead of saying her, like, appraisal house or anything, it just said Louise Luther, New Hampshire. It's so New I guess Hampshire. she's just from New Hampshire. She likes New Hampshire a lot. She's not even from there. She just <laughs> travels. That's where she was most recently. But inside of the yeah, so bottle this, was hell. It was, I guess, painted red inside. I they, wrote down like, a red hole. <laughs> they, like, tipped it up to the camera, and it's, like, this blazing, like, red... It's, like, the eye of Sauron. It's, like, it this... It was, like, <laughs> red, the red eye of Sauron. <laughs> this blazing red inside of this thing, and I wrote down, gazing into hell. Who's the amazing boy from What We Do in the Shadows? Which one? Jero... Like, what is it? Jermaine. Jermaine. Jermaine, um... In Lego Batman, he plays the Eye of Sauron. <laughs> As a joke, because he's from New Zealand, but I think that's super Aww, funny. Oh, that is cute. And his friend, um, the other Flight of the Concord, was in Lord of the Rings. And he did the music for all the like late Muppet movies. Mm-hmm. Cool. There's a lot of connections. Just a trivia fact. So this thing was from 1900, um, but the woman who brought it in, so it was a woman and her daughter, and the daughter was just like a cool teen, a cool teen in nineteen ninety nine. Just a cool teen. So my sister... We saw a lot of kids in this episode. We did see a lot of kids. Maybe it was more of a thing back then for, like, them to bring kids to the roadshow. Yeah. Our next thing was our first ever... Doll of color. Yeah. We had a doll of color on the Antiques Roadshow. Usually... So we always get a... We usually get a creepy doll. Usually they're white, and they're usually French or German, and they have, like, wispy hair and just, like, staring eyes. Porcelain skin. This was our first black doll or a doll of a black child and it didn't make her any less scary she was still kind of spooky. she was still as scary she as any doll eyes. you see she had big kind of staring um, eyes she had a hole two holes in the back of her head with string and those strings were to tie her eyes back in encased in shipping the eyes got moved out 
Mommy, I love my new doll. What's the string for? Well, that's to tie her eyes back in. <laughs> oh, I don't want a doll anymore. I don't ever want a doll anymore, ever. So she was actually made in Germany by a company called Handwerk. Handwerk, but Handwerk. Um, that's what Chris Hardwick's name was before he went to Ellis Island. <laughs> he personally went to Ellis Island. <laughs> so they said something like the German and the French were fascinated with Something and then I couldn't hear. I think either you or Brad were just blabbing on. Hey. Um, but I think they said we're either fascinated with African culture or with U.S. culture. Maybe African because the guy did say it is unusual because it is a black doll. Yeah, there weren't a lot of black dolls or back then. I guess. Yeah. So I don't know when this was made, but it was. Um, yeah, it was made for export and like because I guess Germany and France were this like doll was made for really export. into black people. I don't know. Like, thought black people were really, like, interesting. We're getting into some get-out stuff. We are. Yeah. Yeah. Did you finally see it? No, I'm too scared. <laughs> you should see it, Brooke. <laughs> I get the references. I know what the sunken place is. You know, I know. You should I get see it. it. I should. When me and um, Shauna were driving to Eagle, Wisconsin, it felt very get-out. It is kind of get-out. Although, I feel like it isn't get-out, it's more of like a wealthy, It's like Connecticut. Yeah. But I just mean like long roads surrounded by farmland. I know your family's lovely. I don't trust the other rich people like with like lots of land. Well, uh, I mean, in the country, you don't have to be rich to have lots of land. You don't, but just so much land. You could bury so many bodies there. Yeah. Not on ours, though, because it's on a lake. They would just come back up to the surface. See? So, I know your family are murderers. Because I met them, and they're Thank lovely. You. Thank you. My mom complimented your outfit. Aw, your mom's right. <laughs> she was right. <laughs> so, um, I didn't write down how much this doll was worth, did you? No. Oh, okay. Money. <laughs> worth. It was cool. I don't know when it was made, because if it was made, like, pre-emancipation, that's kind of weird, right? Yeah. Like, oh, a doll of a slave. Because it was wearing, like, a plain Ooh, and then, like, kids dress. could play with her and, like, pretend she's the slave of their other dolls. Yeah, right? Like, like, she was that. wearing, like, a... Usually the dolls are wearing, like, very frilly dresses on the show, and this mm-hmm. one was just wearing, like, a plain, like, cotton oh, dress. So it's already, like, a little fucked. Yeah, so it's kind of like, oh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel. You know? Yeah. Then we had some steampunk shit. And then we had... What Crazy else? Quilt. Yeah, talk about the crazy quilt. I just literally wrote down crazy quilt, and I only wrote it down because there is a Batman villain named Crazy Quilt. Is there? Yes, we've talked about this before. There's a Batman villain named Crazy Quilt. What's their, like, power? Quilts. Crazy ones. No. Yes. Yes, you're right. I remember looking up that list of Batman villains, and it's just, yeah, Crazy Quilt DC. Yeah. Um, Pull up a picture of him. Yeah, he is just a, a man in a crazy quilt. What are his powers? Can you, like, go to Batman Wiki? Batman Wiki will have, like, a weirder... That's true. It'll be better. Because it's written by actual nerds. Um... And scroll down. Look at his face. Um, hey, look at his face. It looks just like, um, the one who eats planets. Um, okay. He was... Paul Decker is an ex-painter who led a double life as a master thief. He was blinded by a gunshot wound during a botched robbery. Crazy Quilt is blind? While, uh, while in prison, he volunteered for an experimental procedure that would restore his vision. There was a side effect, however. Even though he can only see in blinding, disorienting colors, this drove him insane, and he adopted the identity of crazy. I love that the last sentence of any Batman wiki is, this drove him insane. (laughs) And then he changed his name to, um, like, Penguin Man. Um. Abilities. Superhuman levels of bitterness? Stick-wielding expert. What a villain! He's bitter and he can wield a stick. This is sad. 
Um, with the neon sign on Gotham's Broadway as his backdrop, Crazy Quilt announced to the crowds below that he had returned. Panic did not ensue. Aw, Crazy Quilt. Oh, The confusion that Quilt had intended to allow his gang access to the area of night spots did not come to pass. In fact, standing amidst the bright lights, no one noticed him at mm. all. Aw, Crazy Quilt. I can see why he's so bitter. Isn't it, do you feel like for making Batman villains, they were just like, give me two words. Um, okay, you you say a word. Uh, large. Spoon. <laughs> Can we do more? Because that's really fun. You do the first word. Okay, um, statue. Gorilla. <laughs> um, okay, I'll do the first word. Gorilla. <laughs> um, hat. Gorilla, gorilla hat. <laughs> so we have large spoon. Statue gorilla and gorilla hat. And gorilla so, hat. Gr- so large spoon um, used to run a successful ice cream factory. Aww. And then a bird town and he was left blind. <laughs> and it drove him crazy. <laughs> um, gorilla statue was a statue, and then he was turned into a gorilla, <laughs> and it turned him blind. And he and- went crazy. <laughs> um. Gorilla hat was a hat. He used to work at the zoo, okay? And he got turned into a gorilla. He used to work at the zoo in the the tourist store. And then it turned him blind. (laughs) And he went crazy. Burned down. We we should apply to work at the zoo. Hi, Stan Lee. (laughs) Are you hiring? Jack Kirby is definitely hiring. He's dead. Well, whoever is his successor is definitely hiring. Jack Kirby Jr. (laughs) Let's do one more. Okay. You start. Um, um, signpost. Gorilla. <laughs> Why are you, there's no gorillas in this apartment. I won't have George Glass. <laughs> it's because DC, I swear to God, DC had a mandate where, like, imagine some higher up, like, went into the office and said, all right, uh, new rule. We can only have one gorilla comic a month. <laughs> So you pick out the best gorilla story of your piles of gorilla stories. Pick the best one. Was that one like King Kong was a thing? Yeah, I think they're trying to like cash it on. Fine, we'll do a non-gorilla one. Gorilla madness. Um, Skeleton. Human. (laughs) The human skeleton was a normal man who was. He was a normal skeleton. (laughs) An accident that made him blind. (laughs) He went crazy. Oh. <laughs> this is our new podcast, just pitching Batman villains. I just love the fact that every Batman villain would turn blind and then went crazy. It, there's a formula there. Um, do we want to talk about Frank Booze? We do, because Frank Booze. His name is Frank Booze. We <laughs> talked about him before. He's dead now, he unfortunately. Is dead. Rest in peace, Frank Booze. He's a loud old man. A loud old man? He's one of those old men who just talks really loudly. Did you notice that? Two more names for a Batman villain. Frank and Booze. (laughs) He was uh, the proprietor of a Halloween costume shop and then burned down. (laughs) And he went blind. And he turned into a gorilla. (laughs) So he was appraising a 19th century Dutch tobacco box that uh, this little girl had brought in. She was wearing shorteralls, which... Are cute. And I love. Sh- I, I have a pair of shorter alls now. Oh, yeah, so I'm you a fan. do. Yeah, I used to wear those all the time in the nineties. Um, another thing I notice is that children always think when asked to value something that they think is valuable. Children um, always. A billion? No, they always say fifty dollars. 
Because they're... I, I that's swear, a child. But I, I feel like... Well, they think that's high. And also their parents probably say, like, now shoot low. Don't get too excited. Yeah. But also, like, as a child. It was like when I was a child, 15 minutes to me felt like the I longest buy, Oh, my God. I feel like I had so many moments as a kid, like, on Christmas night, where, like, you lie down and you, like, close your eyes. And you're not sleeping, but you're like, come on, come on, come on. And then yeah. you look and, like, 15 minutes have passed. And you're like, fuck. Yeah. Now I can just sleep through anything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a good... I knock the table with the mic on it. I'm a very good sleeper now. Me too. I'm an amazing sleeper. I know. I am too. It's one of my skills. I can We're practicing for death. I can fall asleep anywhere. Um, so this little girl thought this was worth $50. It was worth three to $5,000. And she was just like, really? I just love Frank Booth because he's like an old Vincent Price looking man who has a he bow tie. He does look like a Halloween, like a spooky butler or something. He's the human skeleton. <laughs> yeah. Who burned down and then went blind he burned down his halloween store and then he turned into a statue and he turned into a gorilla oh god we have to stop he fell into a vat of halloween costumes halloween water halloween water Um, oh this halloween smells like peanut butter taffy oh gross what if that was the last smell that you had before you got murdered like reese's peanut butter actually that i would be okay with it (laughs) um Finally, our last uh, appraisal of the night. <gasps> this was Stan. awesome. So, well, the yeah. funny thing is, so an old man is there, <laughs> and Brooke looks at him and says, oh, it's Kevin. And I'm like, Kevin wasn't 90 years old in 1999. Old now. But, like, yeah. how would Kevin have been old then? It but, wasn't Kevin. I know, but you thought it was Kevin. I know, and I got really excited. And, then you and I was like, Kevin isn't, that doesn't make sense. Chronolo- and then, like, Brad was like, is he a Benjamin Button? <laughs> Could be. You don't know. Benjamin Button, um, he worked at a button factory. (laughs) (laughs) It burned down. (laughs) He fell into, like, a big, um... A big vat of toxic buttons. buttons. (laughs) He He went blind. buttons for eyes. Yes, Coraline. Right? And then... Higher as DC. And then he went insane, and now he stalks the city. And the comic book is called The Invincible Squirrel Girl. Also, his parents died. <laughs> that also is always in a, the case. In, like, a... Um, Freak button accident. <laughs> in a gymnastic, like, circus accident. Um, so, it wasn't Kevin doing a Benjamin Button. It was his well, dad. Well, we love you, son. We're gonna go down Button Alley right now, <laughs> and I hope no one shoots us. That's so sad. <laughs> Poor Batman. Were you, was it you who, um, no, I think it was Brad who who was very excited to tell me about this meme that he found. The fuck Batman meme? Um, maybe. Did you hear about those? We're in the new, like, trailer for, like, the live action, like, Teen Titan show. Robin says, fuck Batman. Oh, I did hear about that. And he steps on a man's skull and cracks it, because Robin's a badass now. I think I smell weed. Um. Hey. Dare to keep kids off drugs. (gasps) Um, no, Brad found this meme where it's, like, it's, or it's, like, a comic where it's, like, Batman is like, oh, my parents are dead, and I need to, I need to avenge them. I need to protect the city, and I need to do something good. This is and just then, making me imagine Batman as Neil Breen. And then Albert Alfred, Alfred, Alfred goes, well, you could redistribute your, you could redistribute your wealth, and then Batman goes, a bat suit, and that's like the end. Of, I'm like, that's very good, Brad. It'd be funny if I'd looked at it. It'd be funny if you'd looked at it too, <laughs> listeners. Um, look it up. <laughs> Angry dog in the background. That's the dog smoking weed. (laughs) Yay. Do you not smell it? I smell it. So this wasn't Kevin's dad. It was his... I mean, it was Kevin's dad. It wasn't Kevin. It wasn't Kevin. It was his dad, Burge. What do you think Burge is short for? Um, 
Meredith Bergerus. Hamburger. Hamburger. <laughs> Hamburger. Hamburger separate. We at Hamburger Companies are going to merge. We're going to have a hamburger. Have you been to IHOB? That that wasn't real, right? Did they really? Yeah. I want to be the teen boy who has to go to IHOP and he has to like climb up a big rickety ladder and remove the P and change it for a B. Oh, shocking. IHOP admits it faked IHOP name change. Yeah, that is shocking. Oh my god, do you see how the article goes? It continues and it says, like, they've lost millions of dollars and people just started jumping out of the, like, CEO building. Oh my god. That's crazy. The Great Depression, too. Oh, Boston Globe. I just ate IHOB's new burger. How was it? Find out. This is the end of the podcast, so we might as well find out how that burger was. Oh, Burge Zavian, um, Hamburger Zavian was appraising a white diamond ring that was worth fifteen to $20,000. Okay, close. I want to read this Boston Globe article. It's my local paper. I have a right. I don't need to pay. How do I have one free article left? Um, the article begins with, please don't look at me. I ate the whole thing. Remember when journalism... I'm writing this while lying down. Remember... I'm very thirsty. <laughs> remember when journalism was anything? Yeah. I'm the journalist librarian where I work. How do you feel about articles where the person like admits they're hungry and sleepy in the middle of the article? Um, when there is five guys to the left of me, Shake Shack to the right, this is not a good enough burger to bet the brand name on. IHOP knows this. Well, oh, anyway, this is our weekly burger podcast. <laughs> it's called... Hamburger's Avian. I wonder what Burge is short for, for real. Burge. Bergeron. Tom Bergeron. Tom Avian. Bergeron. <laughs> Zerveron. <laughs> <laughs> what, what would the name of our burger podcast be? IHOB. No. Hungry... Hungry Apes. <laughs> hungry Apes. He, hungry Ape, um... You can't eat burgers. He worked at a hamburger. Well, he, he <laughs> ate a burger and it killed him. <laughs> the hamburger place burned down. And then he, tr- <laughs> and then he turned blind. <laughs> God, you can't do anything in Gotham City without eventually... Without turning insane. blind and going insane. <laughs> and becoming a villain. Clocking couldn't see because his head turned into a clock. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, it makes his name make sense. Mm-hmm. And then he went cuckoo. Get it. <laughs> Fuck you. This is the end of our podcast. This is the end of our podcast. Our high kills the weed went in the window. Yeah, we got fishbowled. We got fishbowled. That's actually not what that would be. It would be contact high. Um, welcome to (laughs) (laughs) welcome to the end of the podcast. My name has been Brooke. My name has been Jules. Um, we are on Twitter at Antique Sideshow. We have an Instagram that might have pictures up by Wednesday. No mm. W on the Twitter, but at Antique Sideshow. No W on the Twitter. Oh no, is there a W? I couldn't lock into the Instagram. There is a W on the Instagram. You have to figure out figure your shit out. I know Instagram doesn't the, work. I have to change the title. I mean, the something password. You broad. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, um... Tell a friend. Tell a friend about the show. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, we're on SoundCloud, we're on Google Play, we're on Stitcher, we're on Earwolf. No, we're not. <laughs> Sponsored by iHob. Yep. Sponsored by DC Comics. Sponsored by Blue Casper. We're trying again. DC Comics. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we... Say our sign-off phrase. Have a good... No! The, the, the Dane <laughs> Cook one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jules... I love you more than our haters hate us. Thanks. I'm 19. (laughs) Oh, God. Gross.